Disrupting Japan, episode 27. Welcome to Disrupting Japan, straight talk from Japan's most successful entrepreneurs. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for listening. Traditional sales and marketing strategies are beginning to break down in Japan. For about half a century, sales was done by legions of men in blue suits and white shirts, and marketing was done, well, by, by Densu mostly. But this is changing. Sales and marketing are becoming, at the same time, more distributed, but also more streamlined and cost effective. Now, some companies are fighting this change, but they're on the losing side of that battle. And most of them know it. Today, we sit down with Sunao Munakata, the founder of Innova, and he and his company are at the very heart of this change. We'll talk about the big picture changes, of course, but Sunao also has some very practical advice about what question founders and marketing managers need to ask in order to tell a good content marketing company from a bad one. And he also explains the basics behind a successful content marketing strategy here in Japan. You know, Innova is a fascinating company that almost didn't get started, but I'll let Sunao tell you that story in his own words. So let's get right to the interview. I'm sitting here with Sunao Munakata of Innova, which specializes in marketing automation and content creation.、Mm. Uh, that's a high level explanation. Why don't you give us a little more、mm. details on what、mm. you guys do? Okay. Now, we are helping our companies do the online marketing by providing software features called marketing automation. And also are helping companies to create content which is relevant for their、uh, potential customers. Content marketing is actually becoming a real buzzword these days because people are trying to find information by themselves. Actually, let's, let's dig down、mm-hmm. on, on both of those concepts、mm-hmm. separately because、mm-hmm. marketing automation and content、sure. generation are both,、mm-hmm. both important, they're both buzzwords,、right. and they're both very different, really. Right. So, Marketing automation.、Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things to a lot、right. of people. Right, right. Yeah, I personally dislike the word marketing automation because it sounds like a magical tool. Like a black box, just、yeah. put a quarter in, it will do your marketing. Yeah, but、uh, actually, marketing automation is a tool to do the、uh, one-to-one personalized marketing. We are customer to the way Amazon sells, right? You know, they send out recommended emails to individuals. Sure. Versus, LinkedIn is sending out kind of spammy <laughs> emails to everyone. Well, that, that is interesting because even the big internet companies in mm-hmm. Japan. Mm-hmm. Are not very sophisticated、right. in the way they run this.、Mm-hmm. So, Rakuten certainly sends a lot of uncustomized emails.、Mm-hmm. GMO is probably、mm-hmm. the worst offender.、Right. Why is that? Is Japan just not aware of these marketing automation and personalization、mm-hmm. tools,、mm-hmm. or have they not been working in Japan? Well,、uh, I think there are two factors here. One is for most e commerce companies, in order to sell their product, They have to store someplace at Lakten or Yahoo, and then the system they provide is very limited, right? Mm, mm. So you can kind of sort out people by, for example, how many times they bought or what region they live, but、uh, it's very limited. Yeah, so yeah. 
you cannot tweak with the purchase history, for example. Okay. So one issue comes from the uh, systems related to its marketplace. The other is uh, there are uh, email providers, but their marketing is not good enough to convince companies to spend time and money to personalize all these emails. Because if you wanted to send uh, five different emails, you have to create five different versions, right? Right, right. Which is uh, too much work. This is really an issue when you work at Japanese companies, uh, your performance is measured not by uh, sales you made, but by not making a mistake. Right. You right. just stay the same. You don't want to do the something special. Right. And you sending can, you a can only lose yeah. points. Right. So that might be another point, I think. Okay. But it, it sounds like you're saying that, this, that the marketing automation as a type of technology mm -hmm. bridges that gap between mm -hmm. It's automated enough mm -hmm. that human beings don't mm -hmm. have to be involved in the, right. so much of the creation. Mm -hmm. And it will give you that performance increase mm -hmm. instead of just sending out standard emails, mm -hmm. uncustomized emails. Right. Right. Do you think the opinion of marketing automation mm -hmm. is changing in Japan now? Let's see, just uh, last year, mm -hmm. Marketo, mm -hmm. a big American mm -hmm. marketing automation company, is coming to Japan. Mm -hmm. They seem to be making a, mm. a lot of impact quickly. Mm. So, so do you think Japan is kind mm. of coming around mm. to this mm. this idea, this technology? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, it is changing because Marketo and companies like HubSpot, Iroko, which is uh, sold by Oracle. What's happening is right now is that they are spending uh, so much money to build the awareness of marketing automation and also uh, uh, letting people know kind of success cases of marketing automation. I guess that kind of raising that kind mm. of awareness is good for everyone in the industry, mm. though, right? Yeah, that, that is uh, that is what is happening right now. Many uh, local Japanese companies uh, started saying that we are providing marketing automation. You know, sure. email marketing companies wanted to do that, or some B2B small software. So some kind of confusion is happening, but uh, uh, customers are building awareness, and you know, there's a lot of interest. Let me ask you this then, because of you know the companies mm. I've run in the past. Marketing, however you do it, mm. is an incredibly important part of. Mm. of corporate survival. Right. I'm constantly being approached mm. by companies who claim they are experts in marketing automation. Mm. And I'm sure everyone else is too. Mm -hmm. As a founder, mm. what questions should I ask mm. the marketing automation companies mm. to know that I'm getting good, good value mm. from them? Right. They really right. know what they're doing. Yeah, you should ask what business result you get. Many marketing automation companies, companies wanted to tell about the uh, features, but you don't want features. You want either more revenue or lower cost. So, so good companies will be able to, to align with your yeah. needs mm -hmm. rather than just giving you a, a list of activities. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. With the marketing changing mm -hmm. in Japan, mm -hmm. do you think, because one of the things I, I've seen changing mm -hmm. in the last 10 years is the whole sales process mm -hmm. in Japan, mm -hmm. particularly the B2B process seems mm -hmm. to be changing. Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, Very interesting. When I first came to Japan, right. the sales process was sending four guys out mm -hmm. in navy mm -hmm. blue suits right. to go give a PowerPoint right. presentation. Right. Uh, and there's still a lot of that. Right. 
But how do you see that changing today? Mm-hmm. Do, do you see that as still the main way sales are being made to companies, or do you see it being more web-driven and more inbound? It is changing, but uh, you know, let me tell you an interesting story. Right. You know, one guy, actually, uh, this woman sending Facebook message saying that I graduated from the uh, same high school with you, and I just joined this business consulting company. And I am in training period right now, so I need to make an appointment with a, a CEO or management of some companies. Right, right. And need to do the sales. Can you meet with me? Kind of stuff, right? So I was really kind of upset because we graduated from the same high school, but we've never met before. <laughs> Personal networks are very important to <laughs> right. Japan. But, but that's kind of pushing yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> I think it over and I try this. Okay, I, I, I meet you, but give me 30 minutes and I do the sales as well. You do the sales and okay. I do the sales. So that's uh, that's fair. fair. <laughs> so I said that a meeting. I don't know if that's fair. I think you're yeah. a better salesman than her. <laughs> so she, you know, uh, talked with the boss and you know had a meeting with the head of sales right. kind of guy. And actually, he's a ex recruit. For our overseas listener, that is the yeah. by far the largest recruiting agency yeah. in Japan. Recruiting agencies and. Notoriously very famous for a strong field sales force, right? Yeah. And he actually explained their service. And then 30 minutes passed, and then I do the sales, right? So you are in charge of sales and you know doing this outbound sales. And haven't you seen the uh, kind of difficulties to make an appointment these years and kind of stuff? He said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, people are hating <laughs> to make an appointment with sales. So before, like five years ago, or I don't know, seven years ago, you only have to do 50 calls to get one appointment. Yeah. But right now, you have to do 100 calls or 200 calls to get one appointment because people hate. You know, if, if they are the CEO, assistant wanted to block you, right? Right, right. <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing that's changed in that right. is 15 years ago, mm-hmm. say, you needed to talk to the salesman mm-hmm. to get information. Right. Now you can go on the internet. Right. And you can get the information, you can get the mm. price. You don't really need the salesman anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's exactly what is happening. Yeah. So I basically uh, ring the bell with this guy. And he's very much interested in. Excellent. Yeah, he's in charge of not only the sales, but also the uh, strategic planning. Although he's very confident with the uh, sales capabilities, he also uh, had the sense that he cannot keep on doing this for another five, ten years. He wanted to change the how sales are doing. And I also invited him to join the seminar we, we have every week. So I he love just, sales calls yeah. like that. This is awesome. <laughs> yes. He did. Yeah. We, and so did Recruit become one of your customers? No, it. No. Still working on it. Okay. Still working on it. But Recruit really is, they're still sending the guys out mm-hmm. in the navy blue suits. They're right. doing it the old way. Mm-hmm. 
you do see it changing too, then, huh? Yeah, changing. Can I give you one another interesting、Please? example? This is about company with the revenue about two hundred million, located in Osaka, western part of Japan. They are、uh, the manufacturing companies who create a factory plant, which lets you filterize salted water into、uh, purified water. Right. They happen to find、uh, my books. Which is published last December,、mm-hmm. and that's about content marketing. Typically, old-fashioned Japanese companies don't even have the function of marketing. They are the unit of engineering team, which basically create the product. Right? They they have sales, but there's no marketing. That is、uh, very often the case. Traditionally,、mm-hmm. how does a company like that bring a product to market and raise awareness? You have a history of the company, like twenty, thirty, or even fifty years, and then you have existing customers. Also, typically,、uh, some Japanese companies are creating kaidetsu, kind the of corporate groups. Corporate groups, right? If you are focusing on some niche, you don't want to spend money on distribution or marketing. You really wanted to spend money on. R&D. That's a really good point. And traditionally, I'd say right up until, till the '80s, really,、mm-hmm. um, most of the time, other members of the corporate group would、mm-hmm. take care of marketing、right. um, and a lot of sales、mm-hmm. too、mm-hmm. for these individual right, companies. Right. And that's that's really broken down now, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Uh, and I see the、uh, big event, the Nissan famous CEO Carlos Ghosn. Took the CEO position of Nissan,、right. and he literally broke down. Announced that Kaidetsu rating will be reduced by like eighty percent, and then all Kaidetsu companies n- need to live by themselves. Yep. So that was announced. He just completely changed the supply chain right, entirely. Right, right. Although it's the result of that, though,、mm-hmm. was. He didn't so much change the supply chain. It was mostly the same companies.、Mm-hmm. They just changed the way they did business. Yeah, that yeah. was astounding.、Mm-hmm. It was the same companies before and after, right, but right, so right. much more、mm-hmm. efficient. Right. Yeah, that, that is、uh, one of my companies. Also, a famous big Japanese company.、Uh, one of the subsidiary who used to sell their product to parent company. Now they are getting the pressure to sell their product by themselves. You know, without knowing how to do marketing, how to do sales. So,、uh, what sounds like a <laughs> wonderful time to be in the marketing yeah, business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful time. Wonderful time. Continuing this idea of how marketing and sales is changing,、mm. do you see Japanese businesses buying more online as well?、Mm. Yeah, they are. Actually, there are some companies. Who are doing great on B two B e commerce? Like、uh, Asco is the one, you know. Sure, office supply. Office supply. The other is、uh, Monotaro. Monotaro is a kind of tool hardware. So those are companies are、uh, doing really great. Okay, great. Let, let's talk a bit about content creation、mm-hmm. and the cloud CMO platform.、Mm-hmm. So content creation is another another buzzword、mm-hmm. that means so many different things.、Mm-hmm. So. What is cloud CMO?、Mm. Cloud CMO is、uh, actually CMS, you know, which lets you create a website where、right. you can publish your content. It has a built-in capability of marketing automation, so you can analyze the visitors and 
and also you can send out an emails. So, so, the, so the platform allows you to to customize website mm. content and email content, mm. and also outsource the creation yeah. of that content. Is Cloud CMO a a standalone platform, or is that something that mm. customers usually use as part of an engagement with Enova? Right now, we are doing a lot of professional service right. because market is still early phase and trying to understand how to create content strategy and how to create content and mm-hmm. how to measure the results. So uh, we have 10 consultants, basically, which helps companies to... The writers on Cloud CMO mm-hmm. are creating uh, emails, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. blog posts, mm-hmm. Facebook posts, mm-hmm. Instagram mm-hmm. Uh, reviews. Mm-hmm. What else do they do? They uh, will they go and like create comments and blogs and things? What what kind of content do they create? Um, mostly, we create blog articles. Okay. The reason is, you know, a blog article is a most cost-effective way to attract website visitors. A, a blog is SEO friendly, right? Right. And then second is uh, it's much cheaper than creating you know video or infographic sure almost 90 percent of our business is blog writing hmm. the another 10 percent is uh, uh, Instagram uh, Instagram is getting uh, traction we are not doing any review writing or you know blog commenting because it's kind of uh, for the company they wanted to create uh, good reviews or good blog comments which is a uh, not really good things to do. But it is a great tweaking. area. Yeah, yeah. great. And, and then we had some issue with the, this, the called, you know, stealth marketing. Mm-hmm. Right? So blog posts, Facebook, right. social, social media in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Actually, a different topic. Before starting Inova, mm-hmm. you worked at Rockertown. Mm-hmm. Now, I've noticed an awful lot of the current generation of startup mm-hmm. founders have worked at Rockertown. <laughs> At one point or another. Oh, yeah. Why, why is that? Is there just an awful lot of people coming through Rakuten, or does that company <laughs> somehow encourage entrepreneurship? Yeah, I think the former is the case. Rakuten is growing like this, and then I joined Rakuten in 2008, which is the time they are hiring a bunch of ex-consultants, right. you know, MBAs. I joined Rakuten and spent some time um, Rakuten business model is really interesting, very solid, and very managed. But it's a big corporation for me. Mm. Much better than the one I worked for, like Fujitsu. That's right. But, uh, so I used to work at Fujitsu. Really? Yeah, my first job in Japan was at Fujitsu. Fu- which part? <laughs> it was FDL. So that, but that was back in 1988. <laughs> really? Yeah. 1988? Well, Fu- yeah. Okay. Fujitsu and Japan were very different. Back right. in that day, those right. days. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was. Uh, anyway, you know, Rakuten is a great place to spend some time. It's like, a, I don't know, it's like a Google because, you know, Google is already too big. Yeah, yeah. And then you have a lot of budget, a lot of great product, a lot of great people, but it's not the place where entrepreneurial people work. Right. So, I think the Rakuten is the same. When you made that move from mm. Rakuten mm. to branching out on your mm. own, 
Were your family and friends supportive of that? Or did they try to say, no, stay at Rakuten, it's a great company, you've got a great mm, future mm, there? Mm. Yeah, you know, they are supportive, but I took the gradual move, right? First, I didn't start my own company fresh after Rakuten. I moved to a smaller company. The, uh, the number of people is about four, okay. and then increased like 10. After spending one half year there, I could get 30 days uh, paid vacation. So I told my wife that I might change my jobs. You know, I may take another position at different company or I may start a company. Let me try this for 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> okay. with, the, with the paid holidays. So right? what you did on your vacation, you started a company on your vacation. <laughs> right, and then, you know, I spent 30 days and then still not making any money, but uh, I did a lot of networking and, and I also uh, helped out a lot of startup events. And my wife is wondering, you know, well, <laughs> my husband is spending some time and meeting a lot of people, although it is... 30 days is over, let me do a little more uh-huh. and see how he can do. She gave me another 30 days. Extension? Days, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, lucky, one of my you know, ex-employees gave me some uh, contractor positions that could be you know, revenue. Half of my business is contractor, half of my time is you know, doing the uh, startup. So okay. that's, uh, that was uh, good luck. That's, that's a great Watching. way to get started. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, so what made you focus on, on marketing? Yeah, that was interesting. Before I started my company, I created a credit card, which I can borrow 5 million Japanese yen. Uh-oh. Yeah. That was a, a save money for me. I spent almost one and a half years trying one idea and another, and not really making any business yet. I was uh, withdrawing some money from the credit card. Yeah. And my credit card limit is kind of hitting the, the limit. And I was discussing with my, one of my friends, what should I do? I spent one and a half years, and then my credit card is uh, <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost, almost at the max. <laughs> almost at the max. And then, and then she told me that you were talking about marketing all the time, and especially content marketing. Maybe you really like content marketing. Why don't you try that? So I was thinking back. I was her comment is actually a liberation for me because I was thinking oh. content marketing as a way of customer acquisition for my business, right. but not thinking about helping people, companies to do the marketing with content. So it took so, someone else to kind of point yeah, out to yeah. you that hey, you like this, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and then. Another interesting uh, coincidence is that I wrote an uh, MBA essay uh, year 2006 and I was writing my long-term career goal saying that I want to build an agency, marketing agencies to help out SME companies. Oh yeah. Yeah, after graduation. Like, oh, so awesome. Yeah, it was kind of, you know, deep inside my motivation. What was the biggest challenge you, you faced in making that transition? Was it strictly financial? Mm-hmm. Was it getting them to those first customers? Well, getting fast engineer, I think. Because I spent another half a year trying to find an engineer. I could find CEO 
very easy, but mm. uh, CTO was very difficult. Fujimoto-san, the guy sure. you met, he had the same issue and he decided to do the coding himself. He learned to code. <laughs> he was on the podcast uh, a couple months ago. Right, right. I tried to do the same, but uh, luckily I met this guy and he is very unique engineer. He really loves marketing. You know, he majored in marketing in college and then he got an MBA with marketing. Although he's a full-time engineer, right? Huh. Yeah, I, I think that does make sense. I mean, finding the right team, whether you're an engineer finding the right sales and marketing people mm-hmm. or sales and marketing finding technical mm-hmm. support, is that's really critical. What did you have to change about yourself mm. when you moved from working at a big company mm. to running your own startup? I'm becoming myself. I was working at Fujitsu Rakuten. I was acting a role. I uh-huh. wanted to be the uh, good employee. Yeah. yeah. So you, you knew what was expected of you. Yeah. There are some stuff I want to say or I want to change something, but usually I accept the way it is. But now I want to change this or... I want to create this. That's the stuff I can actually say, and people love it. I'm really enjoying it. Excellent. I feel more fun. I, I think most people, once they make that, that jump, mm-hmm. and um, it, it is more fun. Well, that's not fair. Because there, <laughs> there is definitely some times that was not fun between, between sure, then and now. Sure, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> Earlier, we were talking about how to encourage more mm-hmm. younger Japanese right, to start right. companies. Mm-hmm. If you could change one thing mm. about Japanese society or education mm. or, mm-hmm. or anything, mm-hmm. if, if I gave you a magic wand mm-hmm. and said you can change anything mm-hmm. to make it better for Japanese startups, mm-hmm. what would you change? I would change the job market. I would terminate lifetime employment. Ah, okay. I don't know how, but... Uh, well, it's, it's slowly going away. <laughs> yeah, slowly yeah. going away. But uh, for me, job market is the biggest hurdle for Japanese companies to change. My last company was in social media marketing. Right. I met a lot of you know, US startups and a lot of business professionals who are in charge of social media. But I found out this guy who used to work at Ford, he actually changed the position within six months to Citibank, right? Right. Because he get so much uh, experience, so much insights at Ford, and he moved the position with better title or better compensation. And with that, companies are getting the best talented people. Or do you, do you think that the problem is so much that the Japanese companies don't have access to the best people, mm-hmm. or is the flip side of that that employees get, there's no motivation to really improve, mm-hmm. to get a better job, or mm-hmm. both of these things? Yeah, yeah, there's uh, two sides of the story. One is, you know, no access to the uh, best people, right? The other is lack of the uh, motivation to try out the new stuff, you know. If you can get better position at companies like City, right. you have the incentive to try out new social media marketing at Ford. You may hit the jackpot. I mean, you may not. But anyway, you will so, try. Yeah, it gives everyone an incentive to mm. be more innovative and take mm. risks. That makes a whole lot of sense. Right. Excellent. So I wanted to ask you, before we were talking about inbound versus outbound marketing. Mm. So 
Japan seems to have a very different view of outbound marketing、mm. and email marketing than、mm. the U.S. does. Right. Right. You cannot buy mailing lists in、mm. Japan.、Right. Japanese consumers are much less tolerant of companies sending an、mm. email than、mm. American consumers、mm. are. How do you address that?、Mm. How, how do you do an effective、mm. outbound marketing campaign、mm. when people are so sensitive、mm. to marketing email? Mm. Mm. You cannot change consumers. Consumers is the、uh, kind of they are the way they are. <laughs> they are the way they are. <laughs> so、uh, one, you have to understand the preference how they wanted to receive information. Some people wanted to get information from email. The others、uh, get、uh, mailing, and the others might wanted to visit、uh, stores. Basically, what you can do is. You know, tailoring what channel information channel you use,、right. and also customizing the content. If your information is、uh, customized and very specific to person's need, then you can get through the、uh, you know. So if it, if it feels more personal,、mm. it's more、right. acceptable,、mm. and the 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 non-customized emails、mm. are more likely to be rejected by Japanese consumers. Yeah, yeah. I see. You know, you've mentioned before that Japanese internet users don't、mm. share content、mm. as often or as quickly、mm. as Americans do.、Mm. Why do you think that is, and how does that affect、mm. a, a content marketing、mm. strategy?、Mm-hmm. This this is another anecdote. One of my friends is、uh, staying at Myanmar. He said, if you publish a blog post there, you get one thousand likes on a day. Friendly country. Friendly <laughs> country. <laughs> But Japan is obviously not. You know, you might get five likes or ten likes. So、uh, in Japan, if you are doing content marketing strategy, SEO、uh, is more important factor, right? Okay. You know, because you cannot get as much traffic from social channel. You need more traffic from search engines. From search engines.、Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, listen. I don't know how I'm ever going to edit this down to 30 minutes. <laughs> But before we wrap up, is there anything you want to tell our listeners about、mm-hmm. content marketing or、mm-hmm. about sales and marketing in Japan、mm-hmm. or anything at all? Yeah,、um, I'm. I'm really passionate about content marketing because content marketing is the、uh, value、mm-hmm. of internet. With internet, you can actually have no boundaries. You know, you can do business with. People in U.S. or people in Europe, people in Africa. For me, by letting people to do content marketing, publishing information, and letting people on planet know that you are there, you are doing business like this, and you get more chance to do business with everyone on the planet. So that's a. It's truly global. Yeah, it's truly, truly global. going global. Going global. Going global. You see, Apple is using this shiny, shiny case. So the shiny、uh, yeah. iPhone body. iPhone. Yeah, iPhone or you know, iPod. And this technology is from northern part of Japan. Small、uh, manufacturing facilities. Like you know, Apple is so good enough to find out these small companies. But、yeah. if they have content marketing, other companies know. Wow, this. This technology is really great. This is so smooth and so shiny, and so it's become the the opposite of the、mm. Kiretsu. Yeah. Not only are you not relying on these very closely held、right. associate companies, but、mm. now everybody's got this global、right. reach. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, that kind of the world I want to create, you know. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks so much for sitting down mm-hmm. with me. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it a lot. And we're back. I think Sanao is spot on when he talked about how both marketing is changing in Japan and the forces behind it. As he explained, until very recently, because of the tight corporate groups, many companies weren't really responsible for their own marketing and sales. But over the past 20 years, those corporate groups have been slowly dissolving, and now the ties that bind them together are very weak indeed. So now stories of established mid-sized companies who suddenly found themselves lost when they had to start taking responsibility for their own sales and marketing really drove the point home. I mean, such a situation is almost inconceivable in the West. And his point about how lifetime employment is killing innovation in Japan is something I'd never considered, but it makes a lot of sense. After all, competition makes us all try harder. So where's all this change leading? Well, my own crystal ball is a little foggy, but I can tell you it'll be a change for the better. Marketing automation and content marketing really levels the playing field for smaller, innovative Japanese companies. And that's one of the core requirements for disrupting Japan. If you've got a marketing automation story, either a success story or a horror story, we'd love to hear it. So come by disruptingjapan.com slash show 027 and let us know what you think. And when you drop by, you'll find all the links and sites that Sunao and I talked about and much, much more in the resources section of the post. But most of all, thanks for listening. And thank you for letting people interested in Japanese startups know about the show. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for listening to Disrupting Japan.